Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO. We are now heard around the globe on the Home Business Radio Network. And I tell you what, keep us in your prayers. Uh, it looks like, according to the news, there could be a possible Category 5 hurricane uh, coming into the Gulf of Mexico. Right now they think it might hit Tampa. That's where the uh, the main projection, but... Uh, some of the projections show it coming up into the Gulf of, or uh, up into the Panhandle of Florida, and uh, even if it hits Tampa, that puts us on a side where the winds and the rains uh, would be pouring down in a massive way. Uh, so keep everybody in Florida in your prayers, not just us, but uh, do do that. We are in Chapter Six of Ken Dunn's. I mean, this book it's called Being the Change: Inspired Work Marketing. And and it's it's interesting. It's how seven of the world's most inspirational leaders helped one man. So I've been reading through this. Now, most of you know, man, I just love reading. So I'm constantly reading, constantly focusing. But today, after after everything that's happened in network marketing this week, I mean, just some some hellacious stories. I think this this was good for me to read. And it's called "Have a Why That Makes You Cry." Les Brown put it this way, you must remain focused on your journey to greatness. What makes this important is Les Brown's got cancer, and he's been a motivational speaker for years. He's out there just busting it. And this is stuff that we need to. We need to have a why that can make you cry. Ken says, I've always been extremely laser-focused on success because I've never forgotten what my childhood was like. The biggest driving factor and motivator in my life today is making sure my kids don't experience that. The reason I stay focused is that my why is bigger than anything in my life. And I think that's what we need. See, sometimes all of us can get wrapped up on the easy money, the lure of easy money. There used to be a show in the 80s called Miami Vice. I have all of the CDs. And the lure of easy money is constantly a driving factor. Even from a biblical standpoint, it says the love of money is the root of all evil. I'm having friends shoot me emails out of the woodwork that are respected network marketing leaders saying, Troy, I don't even know what to do, man. We've all been down this path. Ken says this, you might be able to make 10000 a month in income without an insurmountable why. But it will be very hard to earn 100000 a month unless you have a reason buried deep within you that drives you to make this happen. See, the why is what really drives us for where we're going. The why, if we keep the eye on the why, not trying to be a, a poet, that's my mom, but if you, if you keep the eye where your true passion lies, then what happens is that the money just finds itself there, and it allows you to continue to build your why bigger, change people's lives. And some people say, well, Troy, that's what I was doing in these companies that have gone down, and it's like I understand that, but so many times we get caught up in the propaganda that we're, we're so focused on building the business that we forget about the why. We forget about the relationships and some of the crap I've seen on the Internet lately, especially since... Zeke Rewards closed its doors last week has been just atrocious. But Ken does something here. He shows some powerful examples of the why. 
And I thought this was interesting. He says, imagine that you're walking downtown on your way to an appointment, that you're on your way to a restaurant to meet your college-age daughter or son, and you've got just enough time to get there. But as you round a corner, you come upon absolute mayhem. All you can see is emergency vehicles and people scattered everywhere. There's been a head-on collision in the middle of the road, and you're shocked because you can see a pair of legs pinned underneath the front tires of one of the cars. You stand there with everyone else. You say, man, what's happening? And someone says, oh, my gosh, this guy was crossing the road, and these cars, man, boom, they just they ran over him. Fire trucks are coming. Everyone is saying, is he going to be okay? They can't get him out. He's stuck. He's probably dead. Suddenly you think, oh, my gosh, where's my son? You want to see that he's there. You run to the restaurant. He should be there by now, but you can't find him. You run back to the restaurant or back to the accident scene. You take a second look, and now the corner of your eye, you recognize your daughter's shoes. What happens next? You're so overcome with instant terror to imagine that right now, you just know. You just know. Can you feel the knot, your throat, your stomach? It's like a bolt of light. In a blink of the eye, you're over there. You lift the car up. You manage to to get it just enough off the ground. The fire department, the firemen are pulling the lifeless body from under the car. As the car is removed and you look down, you realize it's not your son. It's not your daughter. Instantly, you're overcome with emotion. You stand back against a nearby wall to collect yourself. And just as you gain your composure, your child appears and gives you a big hug, almost as if they realize what had just happened to you. See, if your reason's strong enough, you can do anything that you really put your mind to. If there's a reason, science has proven this over and over again. Matter of fact, in the military, some of the stuff that we watch in boot camp is war footage where we would actually see guys that had been, I mean, just riddled with bullets, staying on their feet, shooting at the enemy until they were sure that their their team was safe. And it's amazing. Matter of fact, Ken tells another story. He says, imagine that you're on top of one of the old world trade centers. You're standing there in the midst of the gale force winds as the towers shift back and forth. And I don't know if you all knew it, but they would shift in the wind up to four to eight feet. I mean, it was amazing to me how they built those things. And and still, it it blows my mind. But now imagine that there's a steel I-beam. And the steel I-beam stretches between the two buildings. On the other end of the I-beam is a guy saying, for $10,000, if you'll walk across here, I'll give it to you. You laugh and say, it ain't going to happen. You know, ain't going to happen. He says, how about $100,000? And you give that kind of a second thought. You look down and you think, you know what? If I'm dead, I can't spend the freaking money. No way it's going to happen. But then when you look back up, they're dangling your three-year-old granddaughter over the edge of the building and said, unless you come over here, unless you walk across here, we're going to let her go. But it wouldn't take you any time at all to get across that four-inch I-beam. 
See, when Ken's sharing these stories, and, you, and some of you say, man, I don't even believe this crap, Troy. You're just wasting my time. It's amazing what you will do for others. See, we will do more for others than we will do for ourselves. If your why is big enough, Ken tells a story now that I'm going to share that's a real story. It happened in May of 2000. Ken was living in, in Borden, Ontario for a couple months as he took a police course. His family was living 18 hours away in Halifax, Nova Scotia. On this long May weekend in 2000, his partner Mark and him decided that they would drive to Halifax and surprise their families with a weekend visit. It was a painfully long trip, but they both decided, you know what, if we just rock out to the music, if we take turns driving, if we don't stop, we can get there, we'll have plenty of time to enjoy the family, and then we can head back and be back here on Monday. At 4 p.m., they were driving along Canada's busiest thoroughfare, Highway 401, just outside of Kingston, Ontario. The rock music on the radio played loudly as we headed for home. Mark was driving, and I was drifting off to sleep in the passenger seat. Just as I was zoning out, Mark hit the brakes hard and yelled, Holy cow! Because I looked up just in time to see an 18-wheeler jackknife into oncoming traffic, hit six cars, then head into the ditch that divided the east and westbound lanes. The ditch was about six feet lower than the surface of the road, and even though the big rig was now on its side, it hit the ditch going at least 40 miles an hour. And because of its velocity and the lower grade, the truck came out on the other side of the air and launched into the air. He goes, I remember the event as if it was happening before my eyes because what happened in seconds came back to me in minutes. I watched the truck in slow motion. And at 4 p.m. on a Friday on a long afternoon, I watched that jackknife rig fly into the air and encrust seven more cars before landing in the opposite field. The scene was a just... It was like the apocalypse. Immediately, our place police training kicked in, and Mark and I jumped out of the car and ran to the scene. Along with other, several other good Samaritans, we spent the next three hours tending to the injured. It was heroic. To this day, it's still the worst accident that ever happened on 401. Many people lost their lives that day. After everything calmed down, a police officer took statements from me for his records. As I recounted what had occurred and my observations, he walked me through the scene so I could point out things to him as we spoke. I told the officer how I approached one of the cars that the rig had landed on and found a woman unconscious in the passenger seat with massive injuries. I attempted to locate a pulse and realized that there was none. Due to the recent timing of the accident, Mark and I had made a decision to remove the woman from the car and begin CPR. As I was explaining how we, we set the woman on the ground, the officer interrupted me and asked me, where did you get the jaws of life, which are a powerful mechanical mechanism that rips cars apart? I told him, we didn't have a tool. He said, well, how did you remove her from the car? I looked over at the door, shocked. Another one of the Samaritans who had been standing beside us interjected, you guys just ripped the door off. Don't you remember? My jaw dropped because I had no recognition, recognition of ripping the door off the car. While the observer explained to the police officer, Mark confirmed that we had ripped the door off the car. He explained that because the door had been badly damaged and we couldn't get it open, 
We just tore it off. I had been so intensely focused on starting CPR on the victim, I didn't realize what we had done. Our adrenaline was running so high and so fast through our bodies in the middle of the crisis situation, we were able to accomplish a normally impossible task with superhuman strength. It's a story about a why. Each one of these stories is about a why that is bigger than yourself. A why that when it doesn't happen makes you cry. Makes you realize, I've got to do this. I've got to, I've got to change. Ken's why is his family. My why is my family. My why goes deeper than my family because of what I do in network marketing. I have such a passion to see people win and see their dreams come true and to become a better person and a different person. I don't even care if it's in network marketing. I just want to see them win. I want to see them get out of this this crappy, mundane life and, and realize there's something more here. There's something huge. There's something that can change them. I think that's important. My why is so big, I want to leave a legacy that people can look up to and be proud of. So how do you discover your why? Do you even know what your why is? So you need to know that the greatness in you to achieve more, to achieve even greater things than you ever dreamed, is going to, it's going to be sacrifice, but it's going to be worth it. See, your ability to succeed... To, 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 to really achieve, we talked yesterday about prosperity, and prosperity means different things for everybody depending on what your why is. But it's never money. Money is the underlying factor. It's the vehicle that you use to reach your why. Those underlying reasons, beliefs, and values that form your core motivation, your true passion. And if you don't have that, if you're living somebody else's dream, if you're trying to go after somebody else's why, then you will fail and you will lose. See, basically your attitudes and your zeal to succeed, this is how Ken writes this, are the external expressions of what's going on internally inside of you. Strong emotions that may have evolved out of a hurt, needs, or aspirations. Here's some things you can write down. Ask yourself, why did you get into network marketing? Why did you get into your last company? What was the really driving force that got you into your last company? What made you want to start your own business? I mean, truly wanted you to start your own business, what was it? Was it because you wanted to be your own boss? Did you want more freedom? If you did, what kind of freedom? Did you want more time to invest with your family? Did you want more money? See, this is this is how we, we have to focus. I, I looked at these that Ken wrote down, and I thought these could go bigger. Why'd you join your last company? Did you want to did you want to build a school for for your town? If you're listening from an international site, did you want to did you want to try to help your community somehow? You know, there's a possibility here in just a few days my town could be totally wiped off the map. Last time a Category 5 hurricane went through Destin, Florida was in 1995. It took almost five years to get the town back the way it needed to be. Roads were changed, buildings were moved. It was devastating. 
I think the highest point here is like 15 feet above sea level. See, what's your why? Because my why then will be help a community overcome the sorrow and the loss. What's your why? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want? What is it that you need? See, so many times we get into a business, you know, where it says more money. You know, we're looking at the fact, man, I just need to get out from underneath the burden. I just need to get out from underneath the financial load, Troy. I saw this company and it looked like I could do that. I might be able to. It's tough. You got to know your why. See, whatever your why is, you need to write it on a three by five card and you need to keep it with you. Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich. And he talks about at that time in the 20s what the greatest men were going through, and they all had their why. They all knew what their why is. Ken's talking about men in the 21st century who all have their why. Mother Teresa, who just inspired his life, had her why. What's your why? Why are you even thinking about doing this? Why is it so important to you? Why even deal with it? Why be in business? Why go through the crap? I've asked myself that over and over this week. Why? Why do I report? Why did I cover a company that now looks like it could have been a Ponzi scheme with millions of people devastated? And you know what? I covered the story. And because of the influence that I had, people are now writing me emails saying, Why? Why did you believe that it was real? Why did you do this? I trusted you. Sadly, their why was more than likely wrong. They didn't know that. Some of them are saying, Troy, I, I covered your coverage. I saw it. And you, you, you just gave the facts. You, you gave your opinion, but you gave it based on facts. And I know. But it doesn't change the heaviness that you have in your heart when you care about people. That's the tough part. So you got to know your why. I thought for a few hours, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm going to go dig ditches at Home Depot or something. And I realized my why is bigger, more dramatic than anything else. And I'm not going to give up helping people. And you can't give up helping people. But you've got to know your why. And every day, you've got to get up. And read your why. You've got to go to bed and read your why. You've got to know throughout the day what you're doing, everything that you're doing for. Because it makes the difference. And it makes the difference in a gigantic way. Don't keep your why to yourself. Let people know why you're doing what you're doing. Man, it's been a little crazy this week. I'm taking fire from friendlies and enemies. But when you stand for something and you believe in something and you know without a shadow of a doubt that what you're doing is right, then it doesn't matter how many shots you take because you know there's millions of people out there that need the information. You know that whatever your why is, that you've got to continue to move on. America wouldn't be here 235 years if we didn't have people that believed in their whys. You need to believe in your why. And I tell you, I love this. So I want you to write down, what's your why? 
It's got to make you cry. It's got to be so powerful and so deep that you know this is what I'm here for. Take time to look back through your life. Reflect on everything. Look at it. Be open. Be ready. If you've never known what your why is, be focused on, okay, I want, to, I want, to, I want it to be heartfelt. Determine the one thing that causes you the most stress today, that brings tears to your eye, the one thing that will be gone once you've created the success that you're looking for. In this case, network marketing, a franchise, a home business of some kind. Your why is the reason that keeps you going even when you want to quit. Because you know you can't. You can't give up. That's the key. And that's what you've got to do. Folks, tomorrow, improve your communication. Man, I love this book. Be in the change. How seven of the world's most inspirational leaders changed one man's life. This is Troy Dooley. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO right here on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive pirate radio.